What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dad the Man podcast. My name is Brendan Wall, and I am your host. And today, I want to start off by thanking you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for lending your ears, whether today is the first episode that you've ever listened to of the show, or if maybe you've been here every step along the way, no matter where you fall on that spectrum. Thank you for being here. This show doesn't exist without anybody paying attention to it. So I can't do this without you. I really appreciate you being here. I know you could spend your time doing literally anything else, but you've chosen to tune in here. And um, I take that responsibility very seriously. My goal here is to give you the best return on your time and attention as I possibly can. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much for supporting this show. If you enjoyed the episode today, do me a favor, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever platform you listen to the show on. I cannot thank you enough for your support. So today's episode is, um, it's, a, it's a lesson that really comes from uh, a movie that I was watching with my wife. And it comes from the movie that I have determined, I have concluded that this is the best movie of all time. And that is Remember the Titans. So not too long ago, my wife and I, we were sitting down Friday night watching Remember the Titans. The movie is just phenomenal. Like I said, I think it's the best of all time. I'm going to assume that you have seen this movie, but just in case you haven't, I will tell you to go watch it. But as a quick refresher, one way or another, the movie is based on the true story of the 1971 Virginia State football champs from T.C. Williams High School. So the stage is set when a ruling is made in the community to bus kids in from a predominantly black neighborhood to an all-white school in Virginia in 1971, where racism was obviously still a massive, massive divide in society. So as part of this merging of the school, Coach Herman Boone, black man, is brought in and he is shoved into the head coaching position for the T.C. Williams football team. And in taking that position, who gets booted out is the future Hall of Famer, the standing coach who was a white man. And because of this, this I mean, the, the racial tension is only heightened, um, it, both in the community and on the team. So before the season starts, Coach Boone leads the team through their preseason camp in an off-site location, and he's tasked with the seemingly impossible job of integrating his half-black, half-white football team and staff. To put it simply, it starts off horribly. The black kids hate the white kids, the white kids hate the black kids, and the same problem exists for the coaches. The white kids won't block for the black kids, and the black kids won't block for the white kids. Like Each group sticks together. There's a clear racial divide between the two groups. It's a disaster. Now, among the two groups, the black kids and the white kids, a leader emerges for each group. So for the white kids, there's Gary Bertier. He's the team captain. He's a very vocal leader on the team. For the black kids, we have Julius Campbell. He is a tremendous talent, incredible potential, also a vocal leader for the team. So as the camp goes on and the tension rises and the friction mounts, a boiling point is finally reached. And after practice one day, Gary and Julius get into an argument. And it's this steady crescendo and it gets louder and louder. Each one is accusing the other races group of various things, right? You know, the black kids are saying everything is all the problems are, are caused by the white kids. The white kids are saying all the problems are caused by the black kids, so on and so forth. And we get to this boiling point. 
And Gary finally stops, and he tells Julius straight to his face, and he's yelling at him, but he's telling telling him straight to his face, and he says, Julius, I think you have the talent and potential to be a really special ball player, but you have the worst attitude I've ever seen, and you'll never succeed with that attitude. So Julius stands there, and he pauses. He gathers himself, and he looks Gary Bertier right in the eyes, and he says, attitude reflects leadership, and then he walks away. And the scene ends showing Gary standing there, stunned, certainly convicted. And you can see him realize in real time the truth in Julius's statement. He realizes in that moment that as the leader of the team, the team captain, he can't just direct others and command orders. He cannot just talk the talk. He must walk the walk. He realizes it's his job to set the tone for the others to follow. And to put that in terms of what we say here on this show all the time, he realizes that it's his job as the leader to lead from the front. So I'm sitting there on my couch Friday night with my wife. I'm watching this movie. It's kind of funny. We're just sitting there hanging out watching the movie, and I'm watching Gary have this revelation um, in this scene. And at the same time, I end up having a revelation of my own. So as you guys know, I've I got two boys, six and four, and uh, recently my my six-year-old has kind of had a, a bad attitude with our four-year-old. Um, he's been talking down to him a little bit, and he's just been hard on him, busting his chops, just being just being tough on him, right? Um, so my six-year-old, he's the older brother. He's a really sweet, sensitive kid. So it's nothing crazy, nothing egregious. He's not trying to be an asshole to his little brother, but sometimes that's just the way that it comes across when you're talking about kids that are six and four, right? Like I said, he's a great kid, but it's just sometimes things come across the wrong way. Sometimes a big brother can be really, it can just be really hard on a little brother. And as a parent, that's really hard to watch, right? Um, especially when you know how much little brother looks up to big brother, it's really hard to watch that type of interaction happen. Um, and when that happens, I'm, I'm always, I'm right on it. I step in constantly. It's something, it kills me, right? And I'm always telling my six-year-old, fix your attitude. Don't talk to your brother that way. It's just, it's fix that attitude. It's, it's me telling him what he needs to do to fix the problem, to stop being like that with his brother, right? And it's been one of, one of these areas that I've really struggled with as a dad of two young kids. They're, they're siblings. They're learning how to be friends. They're learning how to how to live together and play with each other and and grow up together and do all these things, right? And I'm trying to figure out how to parent through that dynamic when there's a little bit of friction. So as I'm watching the movie, I have that same revelation as Gary. Attitude reflects leadership. And I catch myself feeling as convicted as Gary does because I realize in that moment that the bad attitude that my older son has had with my younger son is a reflection of the leadership in our house. It's a reflection of me. Now, as a parent, that sucks to realize. Like that sucks to realize that there's a behavior going on and you can you can trace the crumbs back to yourself. But I found that taking responsibility for it creates the opportunity to fix the problem. If you refuse that responsibility, you cannot fix the problem. It, it can't happen. So since that revelation, I started doing this audit of my behavior. And I recognized that while my attitude with them is pretty great, most of the time I was having more uh, more moments than I normally had, right? Where I was losing my temper, 
making small comments here and there. I was being a little bit more impatient more frequently. And sometimes that comes across as condescending and belittling. Not my intention, but I have to be honest and recognize that that's how it was coming across. And I realized, you know, pull that thread a little further that I was bottling up some some work-related stress. And there was this period of time where I let it affect my attitude at home. Again, nothing egregious, nothing crazy, but man, kids are just so so emotionally intelligent. They're sponges and they absorb everything that we do, everything that we say. And my bad attitude was being absorbed by them. So I realized that I needed to recalibrate and I needed to accept responsibility in the situation to set a better example for my kids. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that from step one to step two that I'm all of a sudden perfect. I still come home from work plenty of days with stress pouring out of my ears. And, you know, I'm I'm still working through um, finding better ways to handle that. And I have a lot of work to do. I'm not perfect. None of us ever will be. That's not the point. But the point is that I had to own that responsibility. Attitude reflects leadership in order to unlock the opportunity to fix it. So after a few weeks and months of being very intentional about this and being very intentional about modeling this for my son, modeling what it looks like to include your younger brother and showing him, showing him what that looks like rather than telling him, coming up with games where they can be on the same team against me, I'm the common enemy, they can work together, showing him what that looks like rather than telling him. And I'm proud to report that we've seen some real improvement in this dynamic in our home. Now, of course, like with any lesson that we teach our kids, the progress is gradual and we still have ways to go, but it's progress nonetheless, and I'm proud that we've made it. Attitude reflects leadership. The attitude in your house is a reflection of you, dad, whether you want to believe it or not. Attitude reflects leadership. It's a beautiful illustration and example of our mission on this show, which is to love and lead from the front. I love it. It's what we talk about all the time. So I want to encourage you, if there's something going on in your home that you don't like, or if there's an attitude or a behavior happening in your home that you don't like, take a look in the mirror. Own the responsibility, seize the opportunity to fix it, and set the example yourself. Lead from the front and see what happens. All right, guys, that's it. Short and sweet. Have a great week. And until next time, remember to love and lead from the front. See ya.